And we are underway. From Rainbow Bay to Rainbow Beach to the Switch and everything in between. I'm going to have fun and you're going to have fun. You're a funny day. Go and have fun now. Your new local. You're going to love this place. It's the Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo. Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo. We are here for your Tuesday afternoon controversy. Yes, there is a little bit. In the studio. Yeah, there's controversy because, Liam, you are quite good at making a coffee. You often make coffee for us here at Triple M, which is always good. And you're generous. You're very good at the latte art. But there's one thing that started now, and I don't think you do it correctly, is you make tea, but you actually make it wrong. Why? How? He puts the milk in while the tea bag's still in in the cup. Are you serious? Yeah, you can't do that. Prior to the hot water? Yeah. uh, no, no, after the hot water. So you put the tea bag in, you put the hot water in, then he puts milk in and then lets the tea bag steep. You're not supposed to do that. According to who? The tea aficionados. Who's whoa, the tea whoa, aficionado? Whoa. You actually should use warm tea when you put it in there. Hang on. Maybe we need to speak to our producer, Con. He's English. Hang he on. would know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You believe that they shouldn't have a tea bag in there when, when you put the milk in at the same time because it stops Cons- it from infusing in the water. We have so you, and it brings the temperature down, so uh, it's not as hot. Uh, so can we have our? We tea actually have. Uh, he's walked into the studio. <laughs> Con, you've very been, impromptu. You've been called in ad hoc. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> What's your thoughts on tea making process? Is Liam wrong putting the milk in before he's taken the tea bag and now, let it hold steep? Hold on, before he speaks. Are you prepared to accept his judgment yeah. as final? If he disagrees with well, you... Well, he's English, so they make tea oh, right. a lot. No, I wouldn't use his opinion. Well, actually, you don't drink coffee either. You drink Pepsi Max, so yeah, maybe you Pepsi are Max. not the... Do you drink tea? Maybe I I'm... don't drink tea. No, I don't like oh, it. Okay. I don't like Rachel drink tea? No, no. Well, what no. is your, what no. is your no. gut? I've made a lot of tea because in, in the UK, when you're interning in radio, you make a lot of tea. A lot of tea. Okay. Okay. A lot of tea. White okay, tea. so what's the rules? Um, I've always put milk while the tea bag's still in there. I'll accept your apology at any time, Liesl. Well, I would suggest that Liesl has a valid point. I would I would suggest that Liesl would has you? a valid point. Why? But I don't drink... Well, because that does make sense. If you if you absolutely jingle yeah. your tea bag and then once you've got it right, you take it out. Yeah. Then you add the milk because in. Because you need the hot water, water to steep it. I don't use milk in my tea. I have black tea, as you guys know. Yeah, you so, have for 18 sugars in it. <laughs> that's a lie. <laughs> that is an absolute lie. One. Anyway, two. one, one. <laughs> Two? Uh, You've been making them. He asked for six in his coffee, though. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> I, I was going to agree with you. Um, I am now 100% agreeing with you, Jones. Oh. You can get stuffed. Yeah, see, Liam, you just make a shit cup of tea. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Guess what? New rule in the studio, make your own cups of tea can... and coffee. Oh, get coffee stuffed as both well. Of you. I'm throwing the tea bag out of the pram. Well, can we? Can we... <laughs> We're going to whinge about the way Don't I make it. Don't teabag me, Liam. You know, like, no. I don't even know where you're coming from. Why did she do that? HR. Like, That's all I'm going to say. If we made that joke to her, we'd get fired. Right, yeah, you, know, you wouldn't. Yes, rules for some. Because yeah. like, you know I'd give it back to you twice as well. <laughs> I don't want your teabag. I don't want your teabag. Anybody, Lisa. Keep your teabag to yourself. Second hand teabag. I don't want a teabag. Anybody. Thanks for coming in, Con. We've made him uncomfortable. Big story about to break. Back page of the paper tomorrow morning. I'm having conversations with the present moment. hearing it first right here on the Rush Hour. This is Dobbo's Mail on Triple M. Adam Reynolds, Pat Carrigan faced a media scrum this morning to apologise for what was uh, now being deemed as a pretty ugly incident for the club. Look, if you look at it in in its, just it's what it was, it was a push and shove between two drunk players, but one was the captain, one was the vice-captain. 
It's a bad look for a club 18 days out from round one. It's just a really ugly situation. And the club, to their credit, got on the front foot. Dave Donahue last night. Today, Kevin Walt was the coach, spoke, and so did Adam Reynolds, and so did Patrick Carrigan. Both apologised in their own rights in that media scrum that was this morning at 830 I was lucky enough at midday today to have a sit-down, and I've done a sit-down for Channel 9 tonight, but I also spoke exclusively with Adam Reynolds for Triple M's Rush Hour. Adam Reynolds, um, a tough 48 hours, mate. Um, firstly, obviously very disappointed in yourself and Pat and, and what it's brought to the club. Yeah, extremely disappointed, embarrassed. Um, actions on the night are not good enough. Obviously, we've built this club up over the last couple of years to um, you know, great standards and unfortunately on the weekend we, we dipped below those standards and now it's about you know, moving forward trying to regain that trust and um, you know, set an example for others that that's not acceptable and um, what is acceptable is you know, our actions moving forward. Do you regret it? Do you regret the whole evening and going out? Um, oh, how it plays out, yes. We had such a great day at our fan day that um, you know, a lot of fans turned out in support. So yeah, obviously overshadows that. The outcome of it's not pretty, but, you know, it was a great day. We we had a lot of fun as a team. We're a really tight, knit-ship team here, and we get along so well with each other, and um, what was a, a playful wrestle turned a bit ugly there, but, um, yeah, just need to be better in future. It's in the hands of the integrity unit. There's a possibility that you don't go to Vegas. Are you comfortable with that? Yeah, we're, we're fully responsible of our actions. Um, we take ownership of what happened, and, um, like you said, the integrity unit's in their hands now, so whatever punishment or penalty they, they put upon us, we're... You know, we're willing to accept, and yeah, it's obviously a silly, silly mistake from myself and Paddy. How difficult was it talking to your four kids and your beautiful wife, and who, who are your world, and yeah. having to explain what had gone on? Yeah, extremely difficult um, when you're setting yourself on the news for doing something wrong, and your kids get impacted by that at schools. Um, yeah, it's never an easy thing. Obviously, let the kids know, you know, tell them what they could expect, and obviously, if they're feeling uncomfortable, they got things in place to obviously go to the school and, and tell them that they're not comfortable and uh, the wife can go and pick them up and go home or, or whatnot but look, they've got some great support around them as well and yeah but it's obviously disappointing having to put them through it. Tough couple of days but we move forward uh, very apologetic and obviously disappointed but you, you, you can't dwell now you've got a game of football to take place this weekend and the, the club needs to be united. Um, there's steps going to be in place now that this doesn't happen again and, and that might be a good thing a blessing in some ways. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, we're in the public eye a lot here in Brisbane, um, probably a lot more than most other places. And it's on us as, as young men to, you know, realise that and be responsible when we're out in public. And, yeah, it's obviously about moving forward now, learning from what happened, looking forward to, you know, getting in some footy now. Obviously, want to get past this as quick as possible and, um, you know, shift our focus to footy. Adam Reynolds, a really lovely and I think a very mature response to yeah. your questions. I think they were pretty hard-hitting questions there, mm. Dobbin. I think he responded very maturely and with confidence and calmness, but also understanding the responsibility that they have as role models yeah. and, and to accept the punishment that mm. may come their way, whatever that looks uh, like. Uh, yeah, look, the, yeah, the, the integrity unit are investigating it. There is a, a lot, a lot riding on this. Don't be surprised if they do get suspended. I think they'll be at Vegas. But don't be surprised if both of them don't get a couple of weeks for it. Okay. And that's at some point. After Vegas. Potentially after <laughs> Vegas. Good I'm going to tell you some other stuff later in the show. I've got some other stuff around all this. But well done to Adam Reynolds, one on Pat Carrigan. We've all made mistakes. 
It's one thing to make them. It's another thing to own them. They both owned them. We move on. Now, last week, my beautiful staffy Neville, I had to put him down because he wasn't very well. And I am going to commemorate him today, uh, today on Saturday with a tattoo on my arm. And I'm going to get this cute little staffy outline. I'm going to the Fox and Moon tattoo at Windsor. And I'm really looking forward to that. But there was one other part to Neville's putting down and passing away that we that Damo and I wanted to do together was getting cremated. So I'm getting a little keychain that is going to have some of his ashes in it, but there will be some leftover ashes really? as well. Yeah. So pet angels come and then they take Neville away yeah. and then they cremate them and give them Wonderful back to you. People. Yeah, they're really lovely. They do such a beautiful job. But one triple three five three, I need some advice on something because <laughs> I want to scatter Neville's ashes at Mount Cutha. And I don't actually know if you're allowed to do that. What do you mean? Like- so Neville loved Mount Cutha. He loved walking there. We used to walk the paths all the time. And then as he got older, he couldn't do it anymore. So that's his favourite place on earth to be is at Mount Cutha. So I wanted to take his ashes up there and mm. spread them around. But well, I don't, I actually or are you going to keep a few for home? Well, I'll keep the vial for the keychain, but I don't know about the rest of them. Are you allowed to do that? I have no idea it's whether not a or not. It's a national park I, I or don't anything. Think, well, I don't think there'd be a problem if it was a national park or not. Or what are the I main, don't know. Can you I'm take a, a person's ashes up there? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no <laughs> idea about that. Has anyone else done that? Ashes is a funny thing where they get spread. I can tell you that right this moment. They are, they, there is some wit. Like in my will, I've literally got that when I die, I need to be taken 250 metres offshore from the second set of flags at Malula Bar and... Let them go. Do you want to be put in a rip or do no, you want to? I, want to, I want to be taken out. I, but I, 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 like, you know, part of me just wanted to keep a little bit in a jar just oh, to, yeah. and said to Amity, keep them there so I can look at you with, you know, when you, you know, watch every so night when she's watching wants, TV. My yeah. mum, when she passes, wants to be cremated so she can go on the, on the windowsill yeah. because she said it's too cold in the ground. Look, look at so. everybody. Yeah. Hold on, she wants to go on the windowsill. Oh, or like on the mantelpiece, yeah, so that she's not cold in the, in the ground. Well, I mean, I... I First of all, I love that you're asking explanation on whether or not you're allowed to do it because yeah. Dobbo would have just gone to Mount Cooper yeah, and dropped and them. He would have asked for yeah. forgiveness, not permission. My mum and her sisters and brothers had the experience of basically having to – they cremated their dad, my grandfather, and then when they went to spread his ashes, yeah. they went to his favourite jetty in Adelaide off yeah. the beach and they had the awkward experience of doing it. But then because the jetties down there, everyone's often crabbing and doing other things oh, there. No. So you had all these people walking up going, caught anything? Oh, no. <laughs> just spreading ashes. Like, not oh. a word of a lie. My grandparents got spread, their ashes got spread in Sydney Harbour and it just hit the, they were blowing it in the wind and, um, you know, it it kept coming back on my auntie and uncle. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Jason from Raceview, good afternoon. How are we? Well, very well, thank you. Where'd you spread the ashes? Uh, down at the Gold Coast, the Spit Dog Beach. <laughs> oh, the Dog right. Beach. That's not bad. That's a lovely idea. Did you have to well, ask permission for that, Jase? Don't know. I oh, <laughs> don't know. You just did it. Oh, well. Yeah, well, it was his favourite place and it's like, you know what, I just did it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Well, I guess you can't I tend put to them think, back, can yeah, you? I tend to think that if it's the dog's favourite place, that that overrides any rules. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did Jase, can I just ask, were there, were there other dogs around when you did it? No, not really. Yeah. It was, it was a – I kind of chose like a really crappy day because at least then you sort of know no one else will be there. Okay. Or very few people at the very least. That's a That's nice a thought. Nice idea, so yeah. wait for a bit of rain or something and yeah. then you can head to sneak up to Mount Cutha somewhere. Angus from Greenbank, good afternoon. Uh, where would you spread your ashes? 
Oh, it was granddad. So we spread him down on the V wall and then buck our heads in the river there and it all laid out beautifully. And then these two scuba divers popped up in the middle of it. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> Holy. No. Oh, how, did yeah, everybody react? Was, how did everybody well, react to that? There was a lot of emotion because, you know, it was just the day after and everyone's a little bit tense. But luckily, me and my cousin were pretty seedy from a good send off for Pop. So. We coped the best out of the whole deal. Oh, oh, wow. Angus, that is oh. all time. We have got, <laughs> mate, we have got a, uh, a voucher for the Sporting Globe for you, a $120 voucher for you to go and enjoy there, maybe with your brother. You might be able to do that. Yeah, the <laughs> Sporting Globe Bar and Grill, seven days of offers, Chirpside, Logan Home and Rabina. What a story. Yeah, Jared from Alex Hills, where did you spread the ashes? How you going? Good. Oh, well. We were... Um, down in Tassie and Strawn. Yep. And uh, took the took the boat out after the ceremony and uh, had the grandkids out there and um, spread the ashes diligently and had the wind direction correct and everything oh. around. Then the last grandchild decided to shake it like a maraca. <laughs> <laughs> You had, who was it, your father? My father. You had your father in your beard the whole night. I'm pleased you can laugh about it now. Oh, oh, oh Jared. Jared. I, I just got a text message from my sister-in-law, Michaela, who yeah. her family's had a bit of a blow-up over an Ashes incident previously where there was a dispute over where they would spread the ashes yeah. of a grandfather and one of the kids just scattered it on the lawn. Oh, and the other kid didn't like that decision, so they vacuumed up the ashes off the front lawn. No. <laughs> and then proceeded to row out into the bay and spread them out there <laughs> with all the grass clippings. Oh, my God. Tracy from Kingaroy, where did you spread the ashes? Well, I'm not dead yet. Yeah. Um, not yours. <laughs> it will be mine. And the intention is a Kmart store. <gasps> Hang on. Oh. You, you want your ashes spread in a Kmart store. We've got to ask I why. love this, Tracy. Love Kmart. Love Kmart. I can't say which store because obviously they'd be <laughs> They'll on see you coming. They'd they, they clean regularly. I'd sur- I suspect that it'd be more Rayfield or somewhere there. How, Tracy, <laughs> is the question. Have you got? Have well, you worked out how you're going to get the ashes in? Yeah, my kids, uh, yeah, they're smart kids. They'll, they'll take some, some little um, containers in, put them underneath shelves. Um, nothing that, you know, they're not going to put them in a vase that someone will buy and then take them home to their house or anything. Well, Tracy, you should <laughs> just take a receipt in and see if you can get it exchanged. <laughs> I need to return this uh, vase. Thank you. What's <laughs> in it? Nothing. <laughs> the return of the supercars. Vroom, vroom. We're excited for this. Vroom, 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 yeah, is that how they sound? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the best as I can offer. Uh, but friend of the show, uh, the man who is set for a massive year in the V8 Supercars proper, Gold Coast boy Brock Feeney joins us. G'day, Brock. Hey, mate. Great great sounds there. Like, you know, maybe a little bit of improvement, but I like where you go. Oh, that's embarrassing, Brock. Don't give, don't give him any credit. <laughs> hey, Brock, how are you, mate? Um, that was a Super Bowl party yesterday, mate. We saw you start on the TV once again. <laughs> Some bloke's got a big beer there and you just denied, denied, denied. You won't have any skewies at 10 o'clock in the morning? No, I certainly was. And I could not believe it when I rolled up and I saw the camera crew there. And I was trying to hide, but they spotted me pretty quick. But uh, no, it was great. It was an unreal day. It was packed yesterday. It's oh. always sort of a thing for me and 
um, some of my mates to go and watch it. So even though it's race week, it was good to get out and, and yeah, cheer it up. Brock, you're a Red Bull ambassador and Liam and myself took uh, one of Dobbo's tickets to go on the Red Bull flight with Matt Hall. Have you had the opportunity to do that or do you not get air sick because you just go so fast in a car? (laughs) I did get the opportunity to do that last year and I was very nervous. They sent me a video of my boss, Jamie Winkup, vomiting a few years ago doing it the night before. So I was freaking out all night. Um, fortunately, it was great. I had an awesome time. And it was probably one of the coolest things that I've ever got to do. So I was pretty chuffed with that. Uh, Brock, you're joining us because obviously, as you mentioned, it is race week and you and your fellow drivers are headed to the mountain this weekend. This Bathurst Superfest, it's not actually the start of the supercars season, but it is an event with all the big names. Yeah, so this weekend's the Bathurst 12-hour I'll be racing GT cars, so I'll be in a Mercedes-built car this weekend. But the following weekend is round one of the Supercars Championship, also in Bathurst, which is a 500k uh, weekend. So there's a lot going on the next two weeks. I'm excited. It's been a long time, but certainly ready to get back behind the wheel this weekend. Now, last year, what was the name of your car that you named it last year? Sophie was Sophie, right on. Okay, beautiful Sophie. name. Now, Lisa or Liam, this is Brock Feeney, obviously from AAA Racing, you know, you know, Red Bull Empire Racing. What would you think that he would have named his car for this year? Reginald. No, it's got to be a, it's a female. Goldie? Goldie? That would make sense. What would you reckon? Uh, Stacey. Both Stacey very good names. I, 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 am I right in saying you've named a Chloe? Charlotte. Charlotte. I actually Charlotte. forgot for a second, but, I, yeah, I agree with them. Yeah, what's, Charlotte. Why Charlotte, bro? <laughs> Look, I don't really share the, the – I like to keep it a mystery. Okay. Um, Shall we okay. no, I, do, I do have, like, not, it, there's a nice story to it, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe in maybe way down the track I'll have a big list of names and I can tell you the story. But sure, let's right. think of any Charlottes out there that oh. it might be available. Start scrolling to his Instagram. <laughs> yeah. There'll be a Charlotte somewhere at some point. Hey, okay. Brock, when we do look at the season ahead, last year you finished third in the Drivers' Championship. Now, you finished behind your teammate Shane Van Gisbergen. and he's not in the sport anymore. He's headed over to the yep. States. And the bloke that won at Brody Kostecki, his future is in doubt because he's walked out on his team. Simple maths, Brock, but... You'd be the favourite for the title this year, aren't you? Uh, look, I don't know. I don't know what bookies make up or what people think. Uh, <laughs> I just try and get on with my own business. But, look, it's a, it's a shame to, to see the two guys ahead of me that aren't going to be racing, well, Brody, at least for the first round, Shane's on a different path now. You want to verse the best guys. Uh, I hope to race those guys again soon. But I'm certainly looking forward to this year. It's going to be great. Brock yeah, might be all, the best guy. Ready. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I look, I hope so. I'm, I'm trying to put the effort in now so we are that guy this year. And, and look, the team certainly is. So I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it and it's going to be a big year. What, who is the youngest ever V8 Supercars driver's champ, Brock? Do you know off the top of your head? I believe it's Craig Lowndes. How old was Lowndes when he first won one? He would have been 21 or 22, pretty okay. similar to... Mm-hmm. Where I'm at. Yeah, okay. 21 years old, yeah. Brock. Now, Brock, before we let you go, we do appreciate your time. You're a friend of the show. We love talking to you. Can we just go back a few weeks to the season launch, the livery launch that you had yeah. in Toowoomba for your new mate, uh, Will Brown? It was an incredible event. They day. turned out en masse. But there was one particular moment. 
where your host for the afternoon, your MC, uh, went <laughs> A over T trying to climb over a barricade. Did you see that very moment? Did he go down? No, yeah, I, I, no I, I did. No, I did. I did. I've still got pain <laughs> in my hip from it. Oh. Look, pain. at least there wasn't that many people there watching. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a good afternoon. Jeez, it was a good afternoon. Do you oh, want to turn it on? Unbelievable. I yeah. could not believe how many people we got there. Yeah, it was phenomenal. An incredible turnout for the start of the year. And, Brock, here's hoping we have an incredible turnout at the end of the season to celebrate your first ever V8 Supercars Drivers' Championship. <laughs> Brock Feeney, uh, friend of the show and uh, Red Bull Ampol racing driver, Numero Umo this year. Best of luck for this weekend and the season ahead. Love the confidence. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yesterday I was talking about the greatest chicken chop in the world and one that I want all of you to experience the beautiful Super Rooster. Super Rooster. Unbelievable. Best chicken you can get. Best chicken roll ever. I feel and like I ca- that would be your meditation music. If you <laughs> Anything with a banjo is meditating. Anything with a banjo, Liesl. Um <laughs> And I decided um, in my wisdom that I'm taking the show. I'm giving you both an experience of a lifetime to go to Super Rooster. I'm into thrilled. Yeah. Well, and- you made the decision. Liesl concurred. We needed the Triple M family to That's right. green light it. And the listeners. And they did in numbers. In masses. Oh, we on, hadn't even spoken mass. to JA about this, our boss. Mm. Um, we just made the decision there and then that this is happening. And you talked about people ringing up and, and people. There was literally, the boards were full and they kept on coming. But, yep. two, but two people I thought we should get back and return and have a conversation mm. with. One is a former Super Rooster employee. His name is Jeff from Chermside. Jeff, thank you for calling up and um, obviously being part of the show yesterday and then we've got you back on today. How long did you work for Super Rooster? Thanks, Dobbo. No problems. Um, I worked there for 13 and a half years. Whoa. So my mum dragged me out of bed as a 15-year-old kid and said, you've got to get a part-time job. And that was my first part-time job at Super Rooster. Is there a secret to a super rooster? Is there a secret secret Ooh, ingredient that they put in there or anything? That, because it seems very addictive. Look, I think that's why it's an institution. And I think to understand the institution, you've got to start from the beginning. And, look, it's been around since 1983. Um, a husband and wife team, Ray and Eleanor Claridge, amazing people, hard workers, and it's his secret recipe. So he has a salt recipe for his chips, and a seasoning recipe for his stuffing. I like this. Yes. This is what I'm talking that's, about. That's that's what it does. And Dobbo, I've got to disagree with you. The chicken roll's great, but the chicken fillet burger is the bomb. It's the best. I've never I've never wavered from the chicken roll. I've got to be honest. I've never. I've had the peas and gravy. I've had the corn. But I've the never wavered. The colonel ain't got nothing on uh, Super East. Hey, quickly, Jeff. Any idea why they've never expanded beyond Toowoomba? Oh, look, he's, he's passionate. Ray was very, very passionate about his product. And he always thought if I was going to open up in Brisbane, I would have gone there to start with. And Toowoomba's, Toowoomba's a clicky place. Okay. Toowoomba's, you know, when you're there, he tried a few sites out before he chose Toowoomba. Um, he went to Tasmania, um, Hobart, um, went, no, it's too cold, came up to Toowoomba and said, this is the perfect climate and this is where I want to be. The store closes at 8 o'clock at night. And, you know, he doesn't go any later. It's good for juniors. It's good for family. And he's just decided that he can't control it outside of Toowoomba, so he's just going to keep it to three sites in Toowoomba. It will never leave. 
while it's in the hands of the Claridge family, I can tell you. Oh, Thank you for wow. the call. Wow, how good is that? Uh, now, we, we talked about going up there and, and um, we're, we're going to go. Mm. And this opera I thought was very kind. Craig from Rochdale South, good afternoon. How are you, mate? Yeah, good day, guys. How are you? All right. Uh, you rang through. You'd like to drive us to Toowoomba to experience the Super Rooster. Oh, mate, yeah, look, I'd be glad to. I'm a professional driver. I'm a truck driver, so <laughs> there's no problems there. And, right. yeah. I spent 18 months up there, mate, doing the second range crossing. Yeah, and, and it, it yeah. is good. That is it's, good. Mate, love the place. Can we go on the truck? Oh, I'd have to run it by the boss. <laughs> what do you think of Super Rooster? If you, if you, if you stayed in Toowoomba for 18 months and you were part of the second range crossing, you obviously went to Super Rooster. Oh, quite a few times. And yep. actually before that, Dobbo, yep. mate of mine used to own a race car and Mr. Claridge yep. owns a race car and still races in Toowoomba today. Is that right? So... Yeah. And we used to go back and have a feed there. How good is the so, joint? So, Craig, but, this is very considerate of you to offer to drive because uh, yeah, it's, look, clearly Super Rooster is popular food, right? There's no denying that. But the dilemma we now have as a show <laughs> is how the hell do we do a radio show whilst driving to Toowoomba? Well, there's mobile phones. We can do that, can't we? Can't we just call in? I mean, oh, we sure. can. I don't know. Could, that's literally phoning it in. I- <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we're pushing it already okay. by taking the show on the road to a chicken shop, and I think it I might know. be the straw that gets us fired if we say oh. if our answer to how do we do this is I oh, will just be on the phone yes. <laughs> for two hours. Maybe uh, I don't know. Well, we need to figure this out. Craig's offered actually... us a lift. Yeah, that's good. I feel though Craig in his generosity is being very selfish because he wants Super yeah, Rooster super himself. Rooster. No, he's trying to get on the bandwagon. Of course he, he is. Wants, he, he, wants, he wants to drive so he can get a so Super Rooster. He can get Super Rooster, of well, course. Smart. Yeah, it is actually smart. No. I don't know. I think we might need a few more meetings uh, to look, hash this out. The support is there for you, Concept Dobbo. What's going on, mate? <sighs> I'm what? solo parenting at the moment. Yeah. My wife is Hats away. Hats off to you for that. I'm getting some support from my in-laws, of course. I don't want to, <laughs> you know. Don't want to take full yeah, What are they doing now? It's, it's quarter past five. Unless they're at school waiting for dad to pick them up. Quarter past five. I hope my three-year-old's they're okay. still sitting at the gate. Oh, <laughs> But no, look, you always hear, I always hear as a parent, I hear uh, my parents in particular tell me, appreciate these moments and these things you get to do with your kids while they're this age because it goes so fast. Mm-hmm. And I think... An activity with my daughter has left me behind already. So my wife's away, so I'm solo parenting, and we knew this was coming up, and today is my daughter's school photos day. Important day. Yeah, it's a big, big day. day. Big she's day. She's lost any teeth? She's in year two. Yeah, she's lost teeth, but she's got the big teeth down the front. So she's And she loves the photos, right? right. She loves getting dressed up. And Anyway, last week when we knew Alana was going to be away and I would be on duty for photo day, we discussed hairstyles. Oh, it's a big decision. It was a big decision, and she showed me because Alana had done her hair one morning. She said, this is what I want my hair to look like for the photos. And it was a plait with a couple of hair ties in position. Looked very neat, very tidy, very sharp. A braid or a plait? A braid. Just a plait. Oh, just a plait. Right? Okay. And I said, no worries. I can handle that. Let's even have a practice over the weekend. When D-Day arrived this morning, I said to her, hey, do you want me to do, you want me to do your hair? Now, this is where I realised that my, at seven years of age, my daughter has lost confidence in me. Because she said, no, that's okay. We can do it later. She kept on putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. We finally got to school. Her hair wasn't done. And I said, hey, do you want me to do the the plait thing? And she said, no, Dad, just put it in a ponytail. Oh, no. 
I'll rip your heart out. <laughs> she didn't out. trust you, mate. She didn't trust she you. She didn't. No, she didn't. She, she didn't, trust she didn't me have to do faith in that moment. That's a fail for you. That's a big it's gone. cross. It's and a that, cross. And that moment's gone now. Forever now. I don't think I'm now. I've failed with my daughter's hair, so I don't get to do it anymore. Oh, and what, how did the practice run go, though? Oh, she wouldn't let me do the practice run. Oh, yeah. okay. You know, I've oh. had a moment with my son. Uh, his first shave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> William William was getting this sort of bum fluff on his mm. cheeks and I'm like, give it here, mate. We'll do this together. A first shave. What a moment. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, well, it's something, you, you know, for sure. And as I was showing how to do it, I've nicked him and <gasps> cut his throat. Oh, On his first ever shave. Oh, oh mate, no wonder he looked like Did you like do a the toilet paper stick-on no, thing no, that well, you I did? I tried to do that. I Norman Gunston. Royalies ointment is a great thing. I had Royalies ointment, um, and I mm. put it on there to try and. But mate, oh. he, he wouldn't let me. He's like, mate, you don't ever need to show me how to shave. <laughs> oh. like, yeah, I nicked him doing it anyway. Uh. It's a massive fail on my life. Whoops! <laughs> did your mum ever let you down? Oh, Lisa? look, I think my mum sewed me an outfit once and I've still got a picture of it and I think she vowed never to sew anything ever again. So, yeah, it was mum quite embarrassing. Mum fail. Yeah, don't yeah. don't don't make clothes. They Leave happen. that to your sister. They happen. I mean, they happen. Mum it, fail, dad fail. Yeah, it was embarrassing. And, and it leads and it's, you know, then once you've failed at it, mm. that's gone. You, you know, no more it, trust. Ne- it never happens again. It's those one moments. In fact, one, triple, three, five, three. Join in. If you're a parent, mum fail or dad fail, we want to hear about them. Or if you're the child, if you were the <laughs> victim of the parent fail, we want to know what it was and, yeah. and what did it do to the relationship, you know. Maybe you were never allowed to help your son shave. <laughs> Maybe you stopped being asked to make clothes for your yeah, kids. Yeah, please don't. My, my father-in-law used to buy my wife, like, no-brand shorts and then stitch the design. <laughs> oh, no. Please That's don't. Smart. That's smart. No. Dan from Daisy Hill, what's your parent fail? Uh, it's not my fail. It's my mum's fail back in the 70s. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, back in those days, a case of um, trying to save money, mum used to always cut her hair. Oh, that and always that ends well. Yeah. Well, hey, Dobbo, you know all about it Yeah. Uh, when you had it. Um, <laughs> Dan. No, that was fair play. Fair play. That was good, Dan. <laughs> Come on, Dad. Sorry. Anyway, this particular day, she's got the four of us lined up out in the veranda. Me being the oldest, I was first. I think I was about 10, I think. And uh, she used to use a very sharp pair of dressmaking scissors. Needless to say, um, I lost a... Almost a centimetre off one ear. (laughs) Off the bottom or the top? The bottom <gasps> on the earlobe. Oh, and it, geez. I, I bled like a stuck pig, and <laughs> as you can imagine, and my younger siblings were off. They were not to be seen for love nor money, and needless to say, mum had to pay for haircuts after <laughs> that. Did you, have you got a deformed ear now, Dan? Did it ever grow back? No, it did. It did grow back. What a shame. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Dan, thank you for the call. Hey, hey Kirsty from Pippermar, how are you? Yeah, not bad yourself. All right, all right. What did you get wrong? 
Uh, son's birthday cake for uh, he was five. It was um, the year of it seemed like birthday cake competition where every parent was trying to one up oh, each yeah. other. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've all been there. It was a monster cake. It took all day to make the thing, and there may have been some drinking involved during the day. So when it came time to icing said cake, it was lots of attention to detail. There was Goodyear written on the tyres, and we thought that's right. Better write happy birthday, Liam. But we spelt his name wrong, and what? it was "Happy Birthday, Lame." <laughs> <laughs> so we all did sing "Happy Birthday, Lame." Oh, oh now, Kirsty, as a fellow Liam, I take great yeah. offence to this. It is where I mean, it's a tough name at the best of times, and for you to get your own son, I mean, it was five. Liam, it's a tough yeah. name at the best of times. My name's Liesel. How how easy do you think that is? Jeez, my goodness, Rebecca from Cleveland. <laughs> what's you, your Kirstie. parenting fail? How are you guys? Love the show. Oh, thank Yay. You. Um, look, my mum failed my sister terribly. So many, many years ago, we were on a family holiday in a r- little rural town in New South Wales called Young. We yeah. had family there. Young great have town. good cherries. It's a great yes, town. They do have good cherries, right? So so we've gone to the local Woolies and then come home all together like two different families. About two hours later, my sister walks through the lounge room eating an ice cream and my mum's given her a bit of a serve going they're probably for after dinner. What are you doing? And my cousin, my cousin come in and said, what do you mean? I just found her wandering around Woolworths and brought her home. We had to buy her an ice cream on the way home. She was just through it. We left her your there for like left. two hours and didn't know. <gasps> your mum left your daughter, your sister at Woolies for two hours and never knew. Yep. Never knew. And it was before mobile phones. So it was only that my cousin, who was a little bit older, like he probably was 18, was shopping and found, this oh. is not a word, but like oh found her God. and brought her back. <laughs> <laughs> Had your mum been drinking? <laughs> Mate, probably constantly. They- <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Wow, Rebecca, Whoa. thank you for the call. Kirsty, Dan, everybody sharing those parenting fails. I feel much better now. For yeah, myself. I think yours it's is pretty lame. Trail, now, Dobbo's been banging on about Super Rooster for I don't know how long, but now the Triple M family have got behind Dobbo and said yes. how bloody good Super Rooster is and that we need to make a trip the out there and Liam and myself need to experience yep. Super Rooster. So it is coming to fruition, but... Mm-hmm. There's one thing that's missing. I think we just need a bit of a jingle. We've heard the Super Rooster jingle. We know that. But our beautiful audio producer, Zach, has done a little bit of work behind the scenes, produced a bit of magic, and I thought maybe we could go through a little bit of a jingle for ourselves for our little trip In to Super Rooster. In a very strange turn of events, yes. my button bar is broken. It's lost it. Do it's, you want me to sing it actually, for you? Actually, I found another way I might be able to do this for you. Yeah. I found another way. There's a bit of a, there's Why a bit don't of you sing? technical difficulties going on over here, but that's, that's okay. okay. We might try this way. So you're right, Zach, our man, has gone to work yeah. and, he's, and he's trying to get uh, an opener for us. So he's thrown some options for us. Here's option number one. <laughs> Super Rooster is an institution in Toowoomba. Sorry, that's Toowoomba. <laughs> this is Triple M Rush Hour's Chicken Run. I don't want to be a pie. <laughs> oh, I like it. That's cute. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not, not bad. bad. It's a chicken run. The famous claymation film Chicken Run. Yes. Was Mel Gibson the voice of the rooster in that? Uh, he might I can't have been. Say that I reckon sure. he was. I don't mind I that. It's been a was... while since I've seen Chicken Run, so yeah. <laughs> I love Chicken Run. Anyway, that's option one on the table. There's a new one on Netflix too, I think. I'm getting a nod that Mel Gibson was the voice of Rocky the Rooster in Chicken Run. Great. There you go. That's Pick, a good story, Liam. Pick the kid, bloke with <laughs> Give kids. Give us option two. This is option two from Zach. Super Rooster. Super Rooster. 
Super Rooster is an institution in Toowoomba. Sorry, that's Toowoomba. But it's time to break free and share that chickeny goodness with the rest of Queensland. This is Triple M Rush Hours. Chicken Run. Big band. Big fan of that one. Yeah, I like that. You like that one? Yeah. We've got one more Gee, option. Zach's been busy. Zach's been very busy. We like Zach. Zach's given us one more. This is the final option for – because this is a thing. Dobbo has pulled the Triple M family together en masse. United. They've supported – they've united to send us on this road trip. We've got to figure out how we're going to do it. But they've united together to send us on this road trip to Toowoomba for chicken – Barbecue chicken. This is the last, this not just is, a live. This chicken. is the last option for our uh, our opener for our chicken adventure. Super Rooster is an institution in Toowoomba. Sorry, that's Toowoomba. <laughs> but it's time to break free and share that chickeny goodness with the rest of Queensland. This is Triple M Rush Hours Chicken Run. Winner. I think we got oh, it. That's brilliant. I think we got it. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> there it is. The opener for our chicken run. Big fan. The boss is in there. You got. Bark, bark, bark. It's great. Thanks, Zach. Awesome. All right, there we go. Well, it's official now. We have to go. We've got an opener. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam, and Dobbo.